Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast App Spotlight. You are listening to the podcast that brings you the best in educational technology right from the app developers themselves. I am thrilled today that you have decided to make TeacherCast your home for professional development. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and if this is the first time you are listening to the show, thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great show for you. You can, of course, contact us and participate in the show each and every week by leaving us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail, emailing us at info at teachercast.net, and, of course, subscribing to us by audio and video over at teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. And, of course, we love it when you follow us on Twitter. My guests today come from a fantastic company called Flow Cabulary, an educational resource that has managed to mix learning with hip hop music to infuse a new style of lesson plans into classrooms worldwide. They've created a massive online library of videos, songs, activities, gadgets, and so much more for grade levels K through 12. And I'm so thrilled to have them on the show today. I want to bring on from Flow Cabulary, Miss Eliza Alfredtig. Eliza, how are you today? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing very well. I'm really excited to be here on the show, so thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Now, I met Flowcabulary a couple years ago at the ISTE conference, and I was floored by how many people were coming over and learning how to infuse hip-hop with their classrooms. Talk to us a little bit about Flowcabulary. Sure. So Flowcabulary is a company that, at its core, is really focused on student engagement. We believe that learning should be completely and absolutely fun for students to um, do that, you know, every people are going to school, they should enjoy doing it. And so the way that we aim to reach students is via educational hip-hop videos and supporting materials um, with the goal of getting them really psyched about whatever subject we are teaching, whether that is social studies or math or current events or vocabulary, and then allowing them to go from there. And what makes hip-hop the best option for kids? Well, the simple answer is that that's what kids are listening to, and it's what they like. Um, Kids all over the country love hip-hop music. Hip-hop music has, in many ways, become the pop music of our era. And so if kids were listening to jazz everywhere, we'd do jazz. Uh, But for now, because kids are listening to hip-hop, we want to meet kids where they're at. Now, you guys have a wide library featuring topics that really go across the common core. What are some of the topics that we can find when we go to flowcabulary.com? Sure. Would you like me to show you? I'd love to. And this is flowcabulary.com right here. When you're logged into the webpage, this is your homepage, and it immediately gives you a clear view of all of the different subjects we offer. Um, We offer six key subjects here. We have a vocabulary program that Uh, teaches tier two words using direct vocabulary instruction. It's been shown that vocabulary education directly impacts literacy, and that's something we're really focused on. Um, We have language arts videos, which are aligned to the Common Core language arts standards, um, as well as math, which is also Common Core aligned. And then we have subject area videos for social studies and science. Um, The science songs are aligned to the new Next Generation Science standards, and the social studies songs were written by looking at various state curricula and sort of determining, okay, what is the best way that most of the states teach these things? Okay, so those are the, and then finally, we have the Week in Wrap, which is our weekly current events video. Every single Friday, we come out with a video that um, covers the top news stories from the week, and we put it into a short wrap video. Um, So would you like to take a look at what the experience is like? 
Sure, I'd love to. What can a what can a teacher expect when they come here? Is this something that they have to sign up for? Is this something that uh, is more geared for classroom teachers to sign up for? Is this more of an experience that a school district would want to have an account on? Yeah, so the answer is all of the above. Um, teachers can come to the website and sign up for an account. We have a free trial um, that any teacher can try out for two weeks. We're also, until the end of April, have a 90-day free trial so that entire schools can all try it together. Um, and so in terms of who's using Flocabulary, we're used by tens of thousands of teachers in their classrooms who've chosen to purchase this for themselves. We're also in um, about 1,500 schools who have purchased this for every teacher, as well as a number of districts, too. Nice. You know, it seems like you guys have an awful lot of stuff and some great content out there. Would you be able to take us through some of the ways that a teacher can search, maybe through their subject or through their specific Common Core standard? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have about 500 videos, and you know those are useless if teachers can't actually find what they need. So there are a number of different ways that teachers can find it. The most simple way is just by drilling into one of the subjects. If you know that you want to teach math, and then you want to teach addition and subtraction, you're going to find that here. Let's you want to search for something more specific. You want to teach the order of operations. You're working on PEMDAS. You could just type in here, order of operations, and it's going to show up here right at the top along with some other things. And you'll also see in the search results here whether something is aligned, um, which actually brings me to what I think is one of our sort of coolest ways of finding content. If you go into about and then common core alignment, you can search by the common core standard for ELA or math that you're teaching. So if you are teaching fifth grade ELA, and you are, let's say that you know that you are hitting a certain standard one week. You want to be able to demonstrate understanding a figurative language. Here's a whole list of units that you can go to that are going to help you meet that standard. Um, and then, if you find that you really like that video, you can add it to your favorites. So every time you go to our homepage, you'll see it right there. Um, as well. And then the, the final way to find things rather than by subject is just related thematically to the time of year. A lot of teachers do units related to holidays that are happening in any given month. So if you wanted to see what are some activities that are particularly pertinent to April, you could go here and see our Shakespeare videos or things for Earth Day or songs to support test-taking vocabulary. So there's just a lot of different ways that teachers can find what they need. And, yeah. and who actually makes the flocabulary wraps? Do you do you guys do that yourself, or are you guys having fun in your office, or where where do you actually get the content from? Sure. Well, we do have a lot of fun in our office, but we work with a team of rappers and educators to create these videos. We we oversee all of the production in house and do a lot of it in house. But let's say you know we're working. Um, just to give you an example of our process, I'll go to one that I worked on myself. Um, so let's say that we want to make a video about um, verbs. So what we're doing in-house is we are taking a look at what are the standards uh, that are used when people are teaching verbs, what does the common core say. We're interviewing teachers and asking them how do they typically teach verbs, what is the best way to do it. Then we are taking all of those notes, and this is sort of where vocabulary is different, and giving them to a rapper. We're saying, here are some notes on verbs. Now create a rap using 
all of this information. And we're reviewing that. And we do some of the recording here in Brooklyn. We also work with some uh, rappers down in Atlanta. And then once we have the audio track, we work with a team of animators, some of them in-house, some of them freelancers, to create our videos. Nice. And I say that you guys are, again, completely common core aligned here. Talk to us a little bit about the handouts that you have there for, for teachers. Sure. Um, so in terms of our common core alignment, um, the videos very much reach like a lot of the listening standards across the board, as well as you know specific content common core requirements. And then our worksheets additionally um, give students further practice. So here's one to click on, for example. Um, this is one that's just giving students practice with uh, ways that they might see questions asked on standardized tests. Um, and other activities that we have are promoting more writing. Let me, let me actually give you an example of the activity for our weekend wrap video that came out this very morning. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, our current events video comes out every Friday. So today that we're recording this is April 18th. And this very morning, this article contains things that happened this week, ranging from the lunar eclipse with the blood moon to what's going on in the Ukraine um, to new SATs. And so teachers can show that video, and then afterwards, that we have an activity which promotes writing, asking students to think about their thinking um, and sort of use those critical thinking skills that the Common Core really promotes. That's amazing that you guys can do that on a weekly basis with all the current yeah. events. That's really cool. Yeah. Would you like to see an example of a little bit of this one? I think we would. Great. Okay. I'll play that. Uh. I want to give a shout out to Scott County Middle School in Georgetown, Kentucky. Yeah. Here we go, here we go, Come we're on. off and running The news is on the move, so our engine's humming Montana is about to lose a really cool resident The Wankle T-Rex is moving to the Smithsonian in D.C. Where he'll be for five decades So hundreds of millions can see the display Did you check out the moon on Tuesday? If you did, you probably stayed up too late Or else you woke up early so you would not miss The blood moon and a total lunar eclipse And speaking of the sky, if you look up high, you just may see a drone fly by. Take a closer look. Is that a Google logo? They bought a whole fleet to take satellite photos and bring more people internet access. Moving on, a story that brings much sadness. A gunman opened fire in Kansas and claimed lives. It appears to be a racist hate crime. The suspect was a member of the KKK. He yelled, Heil Hitler, when they took him away. Things in Ukraine haven't changed much. They may have gotten worse. Last word we heard was pro-Russian groups might be taking things far. They may have seized a few of the armored cars and turned up in town with the Russian flag flying. We hope this doesn't mean there will be more fighting in India. A landmark ruling was delivered. It says people have the right to choose their gender. Equality to about two million people living there as transgendered citizens. Up next, metamorphosis for the SAT. That'll go live in the spring of 2016. Big words will get cut. Can you be specific? The news has word nerds. Pugilistic. A girl on Twitter sent a prank threat. And it's definitely something that she regrets. She told American Airlines that she was a terrorist. Now the FBI's involved. Not at all hilarious. It's been one year, but let's give thought. To the Boston Marathon and the lives that were lost to the victims And those who survived when bombs exploded at the finish line It's the 
week in rap And we're done, that's it So that was a great video there. It, it certainly is interesting that it's topical and it certainly is out there keeping kids' attention. What kind of feedback are you getting from teachers and students across the country? With the Weekend Wrap specifically, the, we hear over and over again this phrase, students are begging to see this every Friday. You know, We hear teachers tell us that if they don't show it on Friday morning, students are saying, where is it? We need the Weekend Wrap. And I think that the way that we're getting students so almost addicted to this video is making them aware of what's going on in the real world. We hear from teachers that students are actually following these news stories throughout the week so that they're prepared and they're guessing come Friday, hey, what is the weekend wrap going to cover? And they want to be hip to what's happening in the news so that they can accurately predict what will be in the video. So it's really, really cool. Um, and in addition to the video, we do give teachers a number of resources for students to learn more about these stories. So for example, when you click on the lyrics, we have these info boxes that pop out right here. And you can read a paragraph um, with more information about uh, what is happening in that story. And then you can also click on a link that will take you to an actual news story um, that like, often in the New York Times or, or another you know, good news source so that they can practice their literacy skills with reading. And then as I showed you before, we have the activities and printable lyrics so that students can go further and really practice writing and critical thinking skills. Now, I got to ask, is this a platform that works as well on a desktop machine than it does on an iPad or a tablet device? Sure. So um, the most typical way that teachers use flocabulary.com right now is front of classroom. They're frequently projecting it for the class and they're doing it together. But it does work on iPads, it does work on um, other mobile devices. It's not a specific app, but you can watch these videos and you can interact with these uh, clickable lyrics on those devices as well. So it seems like you guys have a complete package here. I also noticed that on top you have this button called challenge questions and then fill in the blanks. What is that all about? Sure, so right after teachers show the video, a popular way that they use this is they're going to test students' knowledge to see if they're paying attention, just a really, really quick formative assessment. So if you click on challenge questions, you say, okay, what state lost a really cool resident? That's something that we referenced in the lyrics. You click on next and you get Montana. Um, teachers will often have a little contest in class where they'll, where they'll divide students in half, see which teams can you know shout out the answers first. Um, and then additionally, we have fill in the blanks. This you can listen to it without seeing the video, and then as you go through it, have students fill in keywords. So the Wenkel T-Rex is moving to the Smithsonian. That's a keyword that students might want to know. So sometimes for some of our videos, if teachers are showing it more than once on the second or the third viewing, they'll use this as another form of assessment for students. And they can print off these fill-in-the-blank lyrics here to allow students to write it in if they're using paper in their class. Eliza, it really does seem like vocabulary is that one tool that teachers, no matter what grade level and subject, can really use to infuse current events and some amazing learning into their classrooms. What does a teacher or what does anybody need to do if they want to get connected with you guys, maybe even to submit some songs or submit some topics? How do we get a hold of you? Sure. Um, you can come to our website and send us an email. We 
get requests from teachers all the time and often make specific videos and activities as a result of direct teacher feedback. Um, for example, we heard a lot from teachers that they wanted more Edgar Allan Poe um, literature songs, and so we created more of those. Our entire Common Core Line middle school math sequence, we didn't have that for a time, and we kept hearing from teachers, you know, we love what you did with math for elementary school, we want this in middle school, we want this in middle school, and so we created it. Um, actually, one of our favorite requests came in, we have uh, about 20 units for modern world history, and we received this packet of letters from students in one school, I think it was 40 or 50 letters, and it was all of these students handwriting us notes saying, we really liked your ancient world history, but now we need to know stuff for the modern world, what can you do for us? And you know, in addition to a few other things that influenced that decision, just seeing a packet of papers from students asking us to create something was really powerful. So you know, you can you can email us. You don't have to handwrite it, but when you handwrite it, we really love it here in the office. That, that's really cool that you're open for student suggestions, and I'm sure students out there have a lot of suggestions. One of the places that I know you guys are very active on is Twitter. Where can we find you on your social channels? Sure. Um, we have Flocabulary as the main name, so at Flocabulary on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Flocabulary, and you can find links to those things if you just go to www.flocabulary.com. Nice. And certainly want to recommend you guys check out Flocabulary. There are a ton of information out there and some really, really great uh, wraps out there for you in your classroom. Of course, if you are able to sign up for that 90-day free trial, it is certainly going to be well worth it. One more thing I want to ask you before we let you go. What is, in your opinion, your favoritest, most popular... If, if, if we were going to go to Flocabulary today, sign up for that 90-day free trial, what is the one rap that we really got to check out first? Sure. Uh, one of our most popular videos is the language arts video, Five Things. It teaches the five elements of a story, and that's something that's relevant whether you are in kindergarten and just really dealing with stories for the first time, or reading more advanced literature in high school. So we can show that to you at the end of the show. Absolutely. So check out the ending of this uh, app spotlight here, and we will certainly have that attached to it. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. If you haven't checked out Flocabulary, I can't urge you enough. Go to Flocabulary.com, check it out, sign up for their 90-day free trial, follow them on Twitter, at Flocabulary. There is so much stuff going on there. New content coming out each week aligned to the Common Core standards. What is the future for Flocabulary? Yeah, I mean, we, we want to have every single student in this country know that Flocabulary is the most fun way to learn. You know, we, we go and we talk to people and you say, conjunction, junction, and everyone says, what's your function? Uh, schoolhouse Rock, you know, from the, the older days. And so we want every student to feel that we're as synonymous with exciting learning as, as that. Nice. Well, thank you so much for spending time today and, of course, continued successes in the future. Thank you. Thanks. It was great to be here. Well, my friends, that wraps up another episode of the TeacherCast App Spotlight. I want to thank again our friends from Flocabulary.com for coming on the show and sharing their great educational resources with us today. There's, of course, many ways that you can connect with TeacherCast each and every week. We love it when you follow us on Twitter at TeacherCast. 
Email us at info at teachercast.net. And, of course, you can find this and all of our other great shows over at teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Please join us next time for another great episode of TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting. Don't forget you can catch us live Sunday nights at 7 o'clock for the Tech Educator Podcast and again at 9.30 for the Principal Cast Podcast. I'll be back then, and until that time, keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. Check it out, yo. Yeah. Setting. That's like where it's going down. Could be the train compartment, a castle, or a town. Could be the Arctic winter light to build a fire. The temperature's dropping. Excitement's getting higher. Setting sets the scene so the scene seems set. Could be an Italian restaurant where we met. Setting gives us the where and the when. Could be modern day, the future, or way back when. Plot. Character. Conflict. Setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Plot, character, conflict, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Plot is the action, the quest for satisfaction. What's going down, what's going to happen? Four men to see in an open boat. Rowing and hoping that they could stay afloat. The plot, they had to make it to the beach. But the waves are big and the shore seems out of reach. Plot is a series of events like Lemony Snicket. It could be crazy, wild, or straight wicked. Plot, character, conflict, themes, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing. A short story that's mad exciting. Plot, character, conflict, themes, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Knock, knock. Oh, it's the characters, the people in the story who carry out the action. Characters can be pretty tiny or clean. Characters can be silly, whiny, or mean. Juliet is a character, and so is Romeo. Pokemon has characters, and so does Yu-Gi-Oh. Characters can be dogs, lions, or hippos. J.K. Rowling toast Harry Potter. Who knows? Not character, conflict, themes, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Not character, conflict, themes, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Uh, put your snack back in your backpack, we're not finished. Something going wrong. That's a conflict, kids. A struggle in the plot, now who's on top? Could be a fight for money like some robbers and cops. Could be an internal conflict, a struggle inside. Like I don't want to tell the truth, but I don't ever want to lie. Fix something in your eye, now you're conflicted. What created drama? The conflict did. Plot, character, conflict, Setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Plot, character, conflict, themes, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're going to be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. The
theme of the story is the main idea, the central belief or the topic that's in there. It's usually something abstract like sacrifice, isolation and resurrection. We back to life. Like don't lie, don't practice libel. The theme of to build a fire is survival. Survivor on your own like five old. Vocabulary something that you have to get. Conflict setting. Yes, these are the five games that you're gonna be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad exciting. Plot, character, conflict, theme, setting. Yes, these are the five things that you're gonna be needing when you're reading or writing a short story that's mad.